Hello. Ah, there we go. Look at that. So who's excited to be at church tonight? Wow, so am I. That's awesome. So welcome to Activate Church. I want to uh, have a, a special welcome to all our new people tonight. So if this is your first or your second time at Activate, we want to, uh, we want to welcome you tonight. And uh, we are stoked that you've come to be with us tonight. Uh, and we really want you to know a little bit more about us. So if you are new, if you look down the back there, you'll see someone, or you'll see two people in green shirts waving and they've got their white pack there. Make sure you grab one of those white packs because it says a little bit about who we are. And uh, inside it, you'll find somewhere you can fill out some information. And that's just so we can learn a little bit more about who you are. All right, and uh, we really want to thank you guys for being uh, purposed in your giving. Uh, it is just awesome how you guys uh, are just sowing into this place, sowing into life, sowing into Hamilton. And uh, we just thank you for that. I just want to remind you guys about the giving stations that you'll find through there and through there. And uh, birthdays and anniversaries. Who's had a birthday or an anniversary? Oh, who's that? <laughs> who's that? Oh, Calvin and Vona! Calvin's left. How many years? 50. 50. Wow, you guys are old. <laughs> so that's 15, I believe. All right, good, yeah. Uh, it's very important which chocolate you get. If you've been married for 50 years, we do let you take your time. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm sure they haven't married 50 years because that would make them oldish. <laughs> very old. Did you say ancient, Jordan? Oh, respect your elders. Come on. All right, so is that it with no more birthdays? No more anniversaries? No? Just these guys? Oh, well, happy anniversary. We better uh, pray with you guys before you disappear. Well, when I say you guys, I mean pray with you, Vona. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Father. You for, thank you. <laughs> should, we, should we start that again? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, protection for them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. Jesus' name, amen. Now get out of here. <laughs> Prosperity, whatever that word is. <laughs> Inventing new words. All right, so we've got a few highlights tonight. The first one, we have a uh, mission slide, I believe, that's going to come up. Look at that. Overseas, missions is hugely important to us here, eh? How important? Yeah, very important. So that is $273,501. That is awesome, guys. Well done. All right, and our Easter gatherings. If you are a bit behind the times, Easter is this Friday and Sunday coming up. On Friday, we are having a 10 a.m. gathering. Everyone say 10 a.m. Good work. And on Sunday, we are not having a 9 o'clock and we're not having a 10.45. We're having one combined gathering at 10 a.m. again. Everyone say 10 a.m. Well done. And are you guys impressed how I did not say service? <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, this Sunday, we have got Nicole and a team going to Thailand. Just over the next two to three weeks, keep them in your prayers. They're going to do amazing things over there. They're going to bless a whole heap of people and they're going to be blessed themselves. So just really keep them in your prayers and your thoughts, all right? All right, and I just want to also mention Sheridan is away in Asia. And he is oh, he's, he's looking into a significant missions opportunity. So also keep Sheridan in your prayers, all right? Yeah? Awesome. Cool. Well, we are going to continue with our worship now. We're going to lift up Jesus, our Lord, our Saviour, the very reason we gather here. Awesome.
guys can stand, if you like. Um, We're about to sing Jesus, We Love You. And I love this song because it actually just, the whole song is talking about how much we love Jesus. And I don't know about you guys, but when I come into worship or whenever I think about Jesus, I can't help but smile because He's so absolutely amazing. And whenever I sing about Him or talk about Him, like sometimes my cheeks are sore because I just can't stop smiling. And so I just encourage you guys as we um, go through our worship, um, you know, if you're going through a hard time or you've just come on tonight and you're feeling really awesome, don't forget how awesome Jesus is. And He can do anything. He's He's not small enough that He can't take away what's wrong or He's not small enough that He can't make your dreams bigger. You know, He is a big big, big, he's, he's amazing and I just pray that in this time you guys would open up to what He wants to do, so Lord we thank You so much, we thank You that You're here already in this place we thank You that You love each and every single one of us Father and I just pray tonight that You would come that You would move in this place, that You would move through our bodies our hearts, Father would You lead this time
does surround us, Lord God. And Lord God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us, that we can have life in you. We can have hope in you. We can have faith in you. You are the very reason we all gather here. You are the very reason we all wake up in the morning to declare the goodness of our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ, to declare the goodness of our God. We thank you and we praise you for that. as we've been worshipping here tonight uh, God is speaking who believe God speaks to us yeah he does and uh, Jordan has heard from God God's been speaking to Jordan and uh, she's got something for someone here tonight okay hey guys I don't know who it's for or how many people it's for but um, during worship I saw a picture of someone or people that have stumbled and um, you've got bruises and you've got cuts on your knees and like in the Old Testament, how Jesus gets down on his knees to help this woman or to talk to her. I saw him get down on his knees, not standing, watching you, looking down at you, but he gets down on his knees to help you up. And what I believe what he's saying is not get up, you're going to do this or not, I'll help you through it. He's going to say, give it to me, I'll do it, not you. And it's anything that's bad, it's for him to deal with, not for you, because you're his son or daughter and it's his responsibility to deal with anything that's not from him. So that's what I got. That's awesome, Jordan. Uh, I think that could just about be for every single one of us. We all stumble at times, eh? Every single one of us. And uh, I just love that picture that, that God is with us even when we stumble. That's awesome, eh? All right, well, that was awesome. It's, uh, it's good to lift up the name of Jesus Christ, is it not? Yeah. Uh, so we've got an awesome night tonight. We're going to hear from some very, very cool people. Um, Anna and Nam, they're going to come and share with us tonight. Uh, can we give the band a massive round of applause? These guys are epic, awesome. Thank you, guys. And can we give Anna and Nam the most awesome, massive Activate Church welcome? church. Wow, what a refreshing to worship God, especially a lot of young people pouring out for Jesus, praising His name. I wish these pictures, this scene happened in Vietnam. You know, young people are passionate for Christ. Um, I, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you um, for supporting us, me and Anna, over the years. I mean, 20, 20 years for Anna and for me is, is 16 years. So your faithfulness, um, your love for us is great. Um, we love it. We love it. So thank you. Thank you very much. Your partnership is enable us to go to places that beyond our imaginations. Um, 
So tonight, I just want to share with you about um, what is partnership look like, and then my wife Anna will share with you about the impact of that partnership, the partnership that you and and us have together. Um, I know that um, many of you young people um, feel like, you know, how can I contribute? What, what, what can I contribute to this partnership? Um, what can I do for the kingdom of God? I'm not a missionary. I'm not the leader of the church. I'm just a student. I'm just a young person. But tonight, I want you to see through the life of Apostle Paul, when he talked about partnership and what it means. Often, we think about you know, the relationship between Apostle Paul and the New Testament churches is one-way street. You know? We see that his letters, his instruction, his um, epistle toward the churches. It's, we see the impact of Paul to the churches. But we don't often think the other way around. How the churches impact Paul, right? We didn't think that way. But recently, I have an opportunity to study the book of Philippians. And through this book, I have seen how much Paul ministry impacted by the churches. And he called that, that um, partnership. He said it's a partnership in the gospel. And so um, in all his letters that he wrote to the churches, he often commented about the support, about the partnership that the churches have towards him. And so um, in uh, chapter 1, verse 3 to 5, um, he starts saying, so Paul wrote um, to the, uh, the church in the Philippi when he was in prison in Rome. And he starts by saying, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayer for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul said, he, every time he remembered them, he thanked God for them because of their partnership in the, gospel, in the gospel from the beginning until now. And he said, I, I always have you in my heart. I always have you in my heart. And he continued to say in verse 7, he said, Is it right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart? whether I am in change or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in the God's grace with me. He said, all of you sharing God's grace with me. Another translation is that you all partaker of, grace, of God's grace with me. Sometimes we think that, oh, you know, we, are, we, we uphold the missionary. We, we uphold the people that travel a, abroad and do God's work. And we feel like, oh, we just we stay here. We feel comfortable. And we feel like we are the second-class second Christian. Do you ever feel that way? That's a lie. That's a lie. Because, as Paul said, we are here together for the kingdom of God, for the gospel. Whether we are in the mission, in the field, or you are here, we are together, and we need you. We need you to do the work so that we can do the work. Paul, he so appreciates the churches of Philippi that he re-emphasized it at the end of his letter. In chapter 4, he said, And you... Philippians, yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left 
Macedonia, no church enter into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. You know, normally Paul's letters circulate around the region, right? Different churches. But here in this letter, he said, you, Philippian, he called, he said, you, particular Philippian, you yourself know, you partner with me from the very beginning. So, and the church is not only partner in financially or, or material support, but in prayer, in prayer. So when Paul is in, in prison and they sent people to help him and support him, and then he knows through this person that the church is praying for him. And so in verse uh, 19, chapter 2, he said, Yes, I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this, I mean, his imprisonment, will turn out for my deliverance. Paul knows exactly what is the reason and how, how he can get out of prison because of their prayer. Through prayer, Paul knows the importance of a prayer. In all Paul's mission trips, everywhere he goes, he faced a lot of challenges, he faced a lot of difficulties, a, a lot of persecution uh, from the Gentile, from the Jew, even from the believing Jews. And Paul knew the importance of prayer, and that's why he urged the churches to pray for him. He talked in Romans, Romans chapter 15, verse 30 and 32. He said, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ, that by the love of the Spirit, to strike together with me in your prayer to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed with your company. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. You see, Paul, he know that he faced a lot of difficulties and challenges, and he know that only through prayer that he, his message will be acceptable, through prayer that he will deliver out of the persecution from the Gentile, from the unbelievers. And he knows through prayer that his mission will have a fruitful result. And so, and interestingly, he, he used the word strike together when he described about prayer. Strike, it means fight, struggle. He used that word. And so, so the call for, for prayer and intersection for ministry is so clearly in Paul's letters. Even to the Corinthians, who Paul had problem because, you know, the, 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 they listened to the four teachers and four prophets. And still, he, when he talked to the Corinthians, he said, Indeed, I felt that we have received the sentence of death but that were to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raised the dead. He delivered us from such a de deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through prayers of many. Paul, he need the prayer. He need the support from the churches that he wrote to. And the same way, we need you. We need your support. We need your um, standing with us. 
as you know, we work in many, many countries around the world, in, in Asia, in Africa. And we face a lot of challenges. We face a lot of difficulties and persecution. And often those challenges is not solved by financial or material, but prayer. And so you can partner with us. You, some of you, you cannot go abroad and do mission, but you can partner with us and be part of God's plan and contribute to the kingdom of God through prayer. And so, and, and you know, when we go to new area, new regions, there's a lot of lies, Satan's lies, cultural lies, that hold people in bondage, hold people in poverty. And we can't solve it with money, with material things. Because if it's, if can, the world is a better place right now because billions and billions of dollars pour into Africa and Asia still is remaining in poverty. We can solve it only through prayer, only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can be part of it. So I urge you, I urge you to pray for us, pray for our work. And I just want to uh, invite my wife to come and share with you about the partnership that you have with us over the years and what the impact of that partnership. Cool. You know, this is... Uh an immensely special place to me. I always come here and I remember the days of sitting, well, you moved your pews now, but you know, I'll forgive you, it's okay. But I remember sitting over here as a young person and just wondering what in the world is God gonna do with me? Am I just, you know, what is my future gonna be? What is gonna happen to me? And you know, I kind of remember being there and saying, God, I will do anything, just don't let my life be boring. Apparently, that was my big standard. So I said, God, anything, anything, I'll get on and do on anything. You know, God's taken me on so many adventures because of your partnership with me. It wasn't me. I didn't go. I mean, I went alone. I got on a plane alone, but I went with you guys. I went with prayers. I went with people who sent me out. And it's been 20 years of, well, more than 20 years, but let's say 20 years just because we don't want to count too carefully, do we? Uh, it's been 20 years of adventure. And so today, I, um, for those who don't know, we run an organization called Reconciled World. We work in about 20 countries, more than 20 countries. And we're going out and we're training churches and we're helping them to think about how do we change our communities? What does it mean to change our communities? What does it mean to stand up for justice? What does it mean to love our neighbors? How can we see our communities changed? And we have seen God do so many things. You know, about this time last year, I was at this church, and I, I was appealing for prayer, just like Nam mentioned today. And I said, we need your prayers. It had been a rocky year. We had seen just, dis not disaster, difficulty after difficulty after difficulty, whether it was lost baggage or sickness or just endless feeling like we were tripping over ourselves. And we're back to say thank you for your prayers. This year has been much better. God has been watching over us. We haven't tripped over ourselves quite so often. God has been really faithful. But God has been more than just faithful to us. He's been faithful to what he's doing through the churches we work with. So I wanted to, uh, just in a second, we'll show the video just so you can cue it up. Uh, there's one of the programs that we do. It's called the Truth Center Transformation Program. And we uh, go out and we train churches and we talk about how do you love your communities? And we're going into areas that are strong Muslim areas. In Africa, this is a major pro problem. That, uh, Islamic faith is growing quickly. And they are very strategic and they have a lot of money and they are doing an amazing job. And it is sweeping through Africa. It's a huge problem to the Church of Africa. But I want to show you a little video right now of what God is doing as a result of your prayers through the church in Africa. Hello from Uganda. One, two, 
before we started this church, we had some challenges. We were only 10 members when we started, we were only 10. And this is a Muslim-dominated area. Most of the local government leaders here are Muslims. Before the local leaders here were looking at the church as a problem, one that maybe they are trying to convert their people into Christianity. Some of them come, they listen how we are preaching, how we are doing things. We don't preach against Islam, but only preach the goodness that Jesus died for us all. And this is what Jesus Christ can do. We realized that through the love of God and our approach to the community, and we're able to preach Jesus Christ, the church is supposed to go in the society to show and display the love of God. We have done a number of things like cleaning of the community. We have rehabilitated some roads. We go there as a team after the work. We will tell them we have come out to show you that our work is not only to cast out demons and then to pray for people, but also physically. And the reason why we are doing this is because of the love of God. When they saw what we're doing in the community, then they realized now, no, these people are good. And when they saw what was happening, they were very happy. They welcomed and they even told us, come again. People started to see the importance of the church in the community. The Muslims, they come to church with the marriage issue and they can contact any person in the church to help them because they know that there is good teaching in the church. They were saying that please don't enter there, continue teaching us and bring more. Almost every Sunday there is always either two or one Muslim getting saved. When we started this church, it was so small. As I speak now, we are over 300. We looked at the need of the church, that we need to build a church. But where are we going to get the materials? But we looked at the church land, that this soil is enough and is good. We can mold the bricks from here. We can use the little and the local resources that we have. This church was built within three months. After going into this training, we learned a lot. With the little you have, when you put into practice, God can multiply. The church is a window. It is the church that is supposed to transform the nation, but not a nation to transform the church. I believe through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be able to reach the community and impact the community that even if someone comes and says, we don't want this church here, the community will be the first to come in and say, no, this is our church, because of what the church is doing. Isn't that a cool testimony of what God's doing through one church? out there loving their neighbours, picking up rubbish. We picked up rubbish with them. It was a great day. Uh, but I want to encourage you that your church can be similar. I want to encourage you that this is happening as you pray, as you faithfully join with us in prayer and giving, that we are seeing, we're having the opportunity to go out and teach these ideas. And these churches are putting them into practice. And this is not happening in one or two or three churches in Africa. This is happening in thousands of churches in Africa. We were just over in Burkina Faso catching up with some churches there and they were telling us Nam actually met with the leaders of the community and they met with the head of the mosque there and the head of the mosque said, we love the church, the church is amazing. In fact, they love the church so much they gave the church land to build a church because they said, we want to support the church in our community. God's doing amazing things around the world. He's doing it as we pray. We also went out, we uh, met another area where the guy said uh, the, the widows in his, uh, his church had been suicidal. And as they started to come and understand this teaching, they'd stopped committing suicide. We met areas where they're building schools because as they started to understand, we can do something. We don't need to wait for others. We can use what God has given us. What has God given you? That's what they said to themselves. That's what you can say to yourselves. What's God given us? They started to use what they had. In this video, you saw they built a, a church and other areas. They built schools. They built all sorts of things. God is working in really powerful ways. As Nam mentioned to you, one of the big uh, parts of our program is to go out and to see what are the lies that are holding nations in bondage. 
And so one of the areas that I often talk about when I'm here is India. We work a lot in India. One of the great lies in India is the lie that women have no value. They're basically uh, the same as any possession that you would own. You just can beat it around as you want. And when baby girls are born, so many of them are either aborted or they face infanticide. In fact, in Delhi today, they say 14% of girls are missing. They just never got... They were either not born or they, would, they died as soon as they were born. They were um, strangled or poisoned. 14% of girls are missing because of a lie. And so one of the things that we do is we try and come in and we try and confront lies. But you know what? It takes prayer. We can't teach that good. You can probably get that. <laughs> it's not our, nobody can teach that well. It takes Satan, it takes God changing hearts. But one of the areas we've been tackling over the last year is the area of domestic violence. And this is a massive problem. We asked a bunch of Christian doctors, how many of you think that, uh, how many of you have shown violence towards your wife? 18 out of 20 raised their hands. We said, how many of you think it would be appropriate to show violence against your wife if she did something wrong? 20 out of 20 raised their hands. Violence is a massive problem. So we've been going out and we've been training in the churches. And wives have been going home and they've been saying to their husbands, I have value. You can't hit me anymore. And do you know what happens? The husbands say, okay, fine. To me... This is quite remarkable. Like, I decided I needed to investigate a little bit further. I was like, well, do you have a big argument? Like, what happens? Do you, I mean, how do you say you can't hit me anymore? (laughs) And they say, no, we just go home and we say, we have value. We learned today we have value. And as they speak those words of truth, God is doing something in those homes. And as a result, they're going to their neighbors and they're saying, you have value, you have value, you have value. And those neighbors are going to their husbands and saying, we have a you can't hit us anymore. And those people are flocking into the church because they say there's something about the church. We want to be there. We want to be in that place. Even the husbands are being are saying, we want to be there where women have value. We want to understand this truth. It's a move of God. This is not normal. It's not explicable. Except to say it, was, it happens as we pray. That's what God is doing. We have another program called Raham, uh, and it is going into slums in India. And they go in and they try and work out who are the most vulnerable people in the slum. And so they might be the HIV positive, they might be the drug addicts, there's all sorts of different groups. So they look and see who are the most vulnerable groups, who are the most needy groups. And they start little fellowship meetings for them, which quickly turn into churches. And I've always been intrigued. I've always been like, what would bring a group of transvestites together for a church meeting? Like, I'm pretty sure if I popped down to wherever I'd find the transvestites in Hamilton and asked them if they'd all like to come to a church meeting, I wouldn't get a great reception. And yet, that is what's happening. They're all coming together because there's hope in the gospel, because people are praying. And so when they hear a glimmer of hope, they come together. And these churches, you know, they're making, made up of broken people. In fact, we recently had to start the drug addict church separate from the other churches because the drug addicts still steal so much. We can't have them in, in the same church as the uh, HIV widows. And so they needed their own church. But, you know, I think there's something beautiful about that, that Jesus would love. Isn't Jesus a sort of God that would just say, yeah, well, I came for the broken. I came for the needy. I came for those that didn't have it quite together. Let's have a church for those that steal so much that they can't be in with the rest of them. That's a good idea. You know, I just, um, I just really want to encourage you with what you're doing, with your partnership with us. You know, we don't stand alone, and we know we don't stand alone. And I think, as Nam said, you know, as we get on planes and as we fly around the world and as it all happens, we know that you guys are standing with us, and we appreciate that. We appreciate your prayers. They're so valuable and so precious to us. And I'm going to show another video uh, now from another area where we've been working just to give you another glimpse of what God is doing through your prayers and through your faithfulness.
Before we study the TCT program, I'll just only care about the spiritual matter, but neglect the other area of life. How do we love our neighbor? We go out and we show them in action that we really care, not just talking, show them what love really means. We have done so many projects, but one of the projects that really caused people to think and caused the government to respond is that we decided to collect the money and the resources within the community and we build a suspension bridge. So it's a love. So it's the bridge called love. So they named this bridge as love. It helped the community so much. Before, it take them more than half a day to walk from their uh, house to their farm. Since they have the bridge, it takes half an hour to drive. Husband and wife can, can go and work together, and in the afternoon, they can drive home and look after their children. So it solved a lot of social problems. And also their income increased before they only carry 30 kilos on their back and it take them a day. Now they put on the motorbike, they can carry a couple of tons a day. Before they will have a couple of months uh, without food. By October, November, they run out of rice. But now they have food for all year round. So it's a, a major change in their lives. The government is so amazing, was shocked. They can't imagine that with their bare hand, without any machine, without any modern tool, that they can build such a strong bridge like this. Tons of material, tons of steel wire. There must be somebody in your church that has engineering background or the skill that they can do this. Um, but we said, no, uh, we don't have anyone who have that skill. We just know how to do it. My brother here, somehow he designed the bridge and he lead people to build the bridge. When the government want to build another bridge in different area, they come to our bridge and measure and try to copy the design that we have so that they can build exactly the same bridge in another area. This is just a, another amazing story that God really used. Uh, to impact the government. So at the result of this work, people see God's love expressed through his people in action. Many people became Christian. Many people joined in the church. Uh, before, 70% uh, of the community are not Christian. But through the acts of love, now almost everyone in the community are Christian. In this area, they believe that they were born poor, they would die poor, fatalism. They were trapped in the lies that they can't change the future. So by doing all these things, they understand that they were created in the image of God. They are the steward of the land, the steward of the creation, and they are fulfill the mandate that God has for them. I thank God for uh, the TCT program because through this program, God has brought a big change to our communities. We have built hundreds of kilometers of roads to the farming area. We have built hundreds of toilets. We built 10 bridges and we built about 100 houses for widows and orphans. And so we are really grateful for God that He has used our obedience, small obedience, to bring the big impact to our communities. You know what's remarkable about that area? All those houses, all those bridges, all those roads, they did it themselves. We didn't give them any resources. They did all of that out of what, they, uh, what God provided for them. And you'll see in that video, I don't know if you noticed it, when they talked about building the bridge, they said no one in their community has been to school 
passed into high school. So everyone's only been to the lower level, primary school. No one's been to high school. And yet they designed a bridge. And they designed a bridge that was so good that the government now uses it as a model for all the other bridges. Where do you think those ideas came from? From God. That's right. And so I want to encourage you that God is doing amazing things around the world. I want to encourage you that we're thankful for your prayers. I want to encourage you that you can be every bit the same as this church. You can be asking God for wisdom. You can be asking God for direction. You can be asking God for what he has for you next and stepping out. Maybe he'll give you a bridge design or maybe you'll be like me and fly all over the world or maybe you'll get to sleep in the same bed every night. Who knows? But who know, I just really want to encourage you that God has good things for you. He's got good plans for you. And I'm excited to see where you'll end up. I do want to let you know that we have some uh, materials available. This is a prayer pack. Prayer is hugely important to us. We don't believe that we can see the world change without prayer. Whether it's five minutes a day or an hour a month or whatever, we're really looking for people to be praying. And inside this pack, you'll find a bunch of different topics. It talks about how do we pray about ending gendercide? How do we pray uh, for the materially poor? How do we pray for the differently abled? So we encourage you to pick up a pack. There's some at the back of the room. If you want one of those, you're more than welcome to it. We also, uh, I wanted to let you know, we have little uh, packs that tell you about our programs because we want to let you know as you've partnered with us in the gospel, what in the world are we doing? So this pack you can pick up, you're more than welcome to, and uh, see what it is that we are doing around the world. But I want to encourage you to join us, to be faithful to God. So it might be joining us in prayer, or it might be um, joining us by going on a journey that God takes you on and being faithful to that as well. Um. This is something different. Um, we are grateful for God for we, what, what He has done to us and through us, and also through others, staff, other people. Um, and so at the end of this month, uh, we will have a retreat, a graduation for the staff that worked with us for the last five years. And we want to do something nice for those people, for those pastors and leaders. And so we decided to have a retreat at the beach. These people, these pastors live, was, are living in the mountain. they never seen the beach. And so we want to do something nice for them. And so we are raising some money um, to do that retreat. And here I'm holding a book that um, Breconcile will produce. Is a, uh, is a story of God's power displays in the church. And so in this, you will see, you will he- read a lot of uh, story of how God has transformed communities. My story like you have seen in the video. Um, and so I encourage you to take one and give some donations for um, that retreat. Um, any amount that God uh, lead you to do so. Uh, I just bring maybe about twenty-five to twenty, uh, yeah, to about twenty-five books like this. Um, and so, because of the, you know, the luggage, I can't carry uh, more than that. So, um, yeah. So, if you want to donate some uh, money to the retreat uh, of our staff, the graduations, uh, feel free to take one and go and meet with Alski in the back. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, Who else is like, wow? Isn't it amazing to see uh, churches around the world? Uh, we talk about activating community transformation, and, and, and you see by building a bridge and by uh, cleaning up the community, you just see the huge transformation that the love of God has through the church, through His vessel, through the way He has chosen to express Himself here on earth, through church. And so it's super, super encouraging. 
to see that. And yeah, I reckon we, we should give uh, Anna and Arm a massive thank you and a massive, uh, massive hand. Well, uh, it's just about time to go home, but before we do, I believe the young adults. Who is a young adult? Anyone? Anyone? Hands? Calvin, you've been married 50 years, not a young adult. Oh. Ah. Oh. So, 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 young adults, 